I get swimmer's ear a lot, which is where it like blocks up your ear. It's like having water in your ear, but mine, it gets, the pressure is never good and I'm a wax builder. I'm a wax maker. (laughs) Is what a a doctor told me once. I had such bad swimmer's ear. I couldn't hear out of one of my ears. And I went to a doctor and they were like, well, you're just a wax maker. We're going to flush it out right now. You know, I watch those online. And I love it. Excuse me? I watch those videos where they take wax out of people's ears. I have never seen one of those. I'm it's very honest. I'm being, ones. I also watch that. I'm not going to lie. It's very therapeutic to me. I'm like, get the wax out. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so every time I get the wax out, then I Google like, oh, what's the thing? Oh, is my, uh, am I breaking my ears? And no. it's always like, don't get wax out of your ears. What? The internet? Oh, what? Well, what? The internet is always like, don't. Like that old wives' tale of like nothing bigger, nothing smaller than your elbow should go in your ear is like actually true. Wait, what does he put in your ear? Well, so my doctor was a woman. First of all, hi, I'm leaving. (laughs) (laughs) Assumptions. I know. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Um, She like squirted this thing and it just flushed all the water. So I don't even know how I would do that at home. No, you can't. I think you need a doctor. You'll always do it. I'm not even going to try. (laughs) You always go to a doctor. But, oh, that's so exciting for you. It was, um, thank you, it was very exciting. And then could you hear, were you like, <gasps> it was like one of those babies getting a cochlear implant. Yeah. I don't want to compare myself to one of those babies, <laughs> no. but I guess I just did. But like similar. But we're very similar in that <laughs> me hearing the world was just as adorable and a miracle yeah. as I cried. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. I wish I was because I red-leveled as the intro to On the Rails kicks in. Sixth episode, how is everyone doing out there? Thank you for joining us. Happy Father's Day to anyone who is celebrating Father's Day. It is June 18th, and with me today, two of my favorite people in the world on the show that turns think tanks into drink tanks that makes sense of a senseless world senselessly. I am your host, Scott Thomas, a.k.m. I am Scoot, a.k.a. Henry Scotter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Yeah. (laughs) All the shade for that one. You're allowed to speak if you want to comment on it. Where did Henry come from? Did I say Henry? Yeah, you oh, said a Henry Scotter. I definitely Am meant I crazy? Harry did, Scotter. Did I hear Henry when you said Harry? I think you Only the listeners know, because in this moment we can't go back. I don't Jesse? remember. <laughs> Hot takes and controversy <laughs> yeah. already one minute into the episode. And the two people you heard speaking, well, let me introduce them both. To my immediate right, you may have seen her in Characters Welcome at UCB. Maybe you saw her one-woman show at UCB or even Austin Sketch Fest. And you may have encountered her writing on Wyatt Cenac's problem areas on the home box office network. 
It's Chrissy Shackelford. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Also, have to correct, it's June 17th. It's June 17th. Not 18th. It's Henry Potter and June 17th. I'm playing to Cam. (laughs) (laughs) Just 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 to be clear. Waving Waving and pointing at you. I'm playing to the camera in the room. I said I would and I am. That's Uh, right. We have video. (laughs) We've had video for every episode and never released it, but now the gauntlet's been thrown down. Thank you. And who is it that threw the gauntlet down? Well, you may have heard her on the World world-famous Keith and the Girl podcast. You may have seen her killing it on Cole's Hacks and Halls <laughs> series. I had to practice saying that <laughs> to make sure I could hit both those H's. Yes. And her bi-monthly show, Kevin Bacon is Our God, probably has his next performance very soon, I'm guessing. it. Uh, it's actually Blank is Our God. It's Blank is every, Our God? Yeah, and every time it's a different person. We had Stanley Tucci, Mary-Kate Olsen. Nailed my bio. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's Jesse Jollis. Jossie, how are you doing? Jossie is Jossie. doing great. <laughs> Honestly? <laughs> That's drink. my nickname. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Drink. Oh. We've encountered one of my rules. Oh, the drinking rules have kicked in already. Okay. And what are the drinking rules? You may be asking yourself, well, that's what we're doing here. We're here to figure out what made the last seven days of pop culture pop, what separates this week from the ones that have preceded it. And we're also going to be going in on summer television summer tv of 2018 but while we do that we are playing a drinking game that none of us know the rules to as you've already heard chrissy has made rules for jesse and i excuse me jossie yeah Uh, (laughs) i will only respond to jossie (laughs) (laughs) jossie has made rules for myself and chrissy i've made rules for everybody if we can guess the rules they are off the board and if anyone gets all the rules correctly you do win a ten dollar gift card (laughs) to juice press And I want to be clear, I'm not sponsored by Juice Press. I just bought a gift card. Okay, well, Juice Press. Juice Press. I know you're out there, my friend. We are all pointing the camera right now. Get those fingies going. Send an email. (laughs) Why not? I'm going to make get these fingies going a drinking rule. That's a thing. Okay. 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 (laughs) Why are we doing this, guys? Because it's fun, because drink is the great equalizer, and when you're going to try to explore how pop culture is the purveyance of all, except no substitutes. So today we are drinking in honor of Father's Day, Johnny Walker Red Label Scotch, Old Man's Poison, a little (laughs) bit of KCBC Viking Tango, and the Dark Horse Cabernet Sauvignon. Ooh. I have the cab. <laughs> Chrissy has the cab. I'm drinking the wine. I'm drinking the scotch and beer. Jessie is abstaining, and we will be drinking on her behalf. Thank you. And I'm not like someone who doesn't drink. Guys, like, don't think that. I'm just on a <laughs> detox, you know? I'm not that girl. <laughs> but I do want to see you get fucked up from water. Yeah, no, sure. I'm going to be rolling out of here. <laughs> oh, it's Dasani. That water is fucked Ooh, up. That purified. water is actually fucked up. Yeah. It, wait, what? I this is I think this oh is a conspiracy no. theory, but I have heard that since Dasani is made by the Coca Cola Company, which is owned by, there are some chemicals in Dasani that make you thirstier, so you want to drink more water or drink a soda. I'm livid. And in March, there was an expose <laughs> that claimed that every plastic water bottle has little pieces of plastic in the water. Like you can't go through the processing of getting water into a plastic bottle without there being some residue 
plastic that makes it into the beverage itself. Hey guys, bon appetit. <laughs> <laughs> Very excited about my plastic water. <laughs> By the way, you have to drink twice, which means that I have to drink oh, twice wow. on Jesse's behalf. Thank so you. Maybe it is the least I can do. I know. <laughs> Interesting, indeed. I know, it's getting started already. If you want to play along with us, the rules are in the episode description. If you want to remain surprised, we will reveal them at the end of the show. But right now, we're going to do the very first thing we do on this show to set us up for our discourse. It's a little segment that we like to call, I'll Drink to That. Yeah, boy! Yeah, That camera. We all hit a power pose. This is going to be the first episode that's going to be better on camera than it will have been to listen to. Oh, fantastic. Honestly, you got to listen to it twice. <laughs> really take in those you know, nuances. Be like, I wonder what they're doing. Write that down. That's a drinking game for you. Then watch it. If you're right, take a shot. <laughs> you're welcome use this program to drink yourself into oblivion I really actually wonder if anybody out there has played along if you have contact us at on the rails pod yeah. as my friend said he tried for 10 minutes and was just out <laughs> during our second Wasted. episode yeah. which made me feel proud but speaking of pride and good feelings, that's what I'll drink to that is. What we do, we pick something that we want to celebrate in the culture that has been making our day, our week. Could be current, could be archaic. Eric Gildy picked a museum exhibit oh. last week. so really, Which museum exhibit? Goes, the Whitney and the Grant Wood exhibit. And I don't know who that is. Made How American culture. Gothic. Wow. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good, good stuff. Mm -hmm. I did not go over to check it out, but good, no, good stuff. No, but good stuff, you guys. <laughs> I'm glad someone likes a museum. Yeah. Anytime somebody recommends an exhibit to me at a museum that isn't like pop culture related, yeah. I'm always like, who are you trying to impress right now? Because it's not working on me. It just means you're being your most authentic self. Good like for you. It's really punk rock in 2018. Like, if punk is on some level going against the grain in an establishment, it would yeah. be much hipper to talk about Bay and Jay <laughs> or whoever else. But you're like, you know what? Go see Grant Wood at the what? Whitney. Good oh. for him. I bet, I bet you know, that he uh, rolls his own cigars. You know? <laughs> yes. Totally. I don't know this guy, and I'm really vilifying. <laughs> He's going to be on the podcast next week, so I will ask him. Perfect. Definitely ask Very him. Very cool. Listen, live your life. You know? Live out loud. <laughs> live out loud. Laugh out loud. Love out loud. Oh my God. Everything is love. Oh, also, I have to drink three times. Wow. I wonder, like, uh, what his partner's like. You know? Who? Eric? Eric? Yeah. He has a lovely, unbelievably talented wife. I don't okay. know who this is. That's well, also why I'm villainous. Because I've never met this person. Don't know who he's he is. He's a villain. I mean, he is he, a villain. He's a villain. <laughs> he goes to museums, but he's like also a serial killer. Okay. I love you know that. Because I mean? people who go to museums by themselves, perfect sitting ducks. <laughs> <laughs> I said it. Oh. Yeah. That, that's the hottest take that's ever been offered on this Hot program. take. I know. Thank you. Okay. And that's just the start. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Running in Central Park at five in the morning. Oh. That's so last decade. Yeah. Sitting alone in museums. That's what we got to do now. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Transitioning out of that. <laughs> I, my I'll drink to that does have a little bit to do with uh, 
killing and maiming, but an emotionally resonant kind, actually. I'm going to drink to God of War, the PlayStation 4 game. I did not expect to be doing this by any stretch of the imagination. I'm not a gamer, really. I get lost in video games and disconnected and stop paying attention to the outside world, so I didn't have much impetus to play this game. And I was doing a show up in Martha's Vineyard at the end of May, and my castmate Cody Robinson was telling me all about this game and how it brought him to tears several times. And that it was this really potent portrait of fatherhood and was describing the game to me in great detail. On the drive back from Martha's Vineyard to New York City, we listened to the score, which was incredible. Like, I almost cried listening to the score. It was so good. Wow. And thought, I've got to play this game. I've got to check this out. And I'm too cheap to buy it for $70. (laughs) So I finally found a red box that I could rent it for $3 a night from. And I started last night. Not only is it one of the more moving pieces of art I've encountered all year, and I'm maybe two hours into the game, but I was thinking about it a lot with Father's Day and all the toxic masculinity we saw this week. Mm. We were talking before the program started about where people might be getting their cultural lessons from. You know, Queer Eye is back. It's incredible. I will probably be talking about Queer Eye later on in the episode, but we don't really know how many people are watching it and where. Is it mostly us New York liberals? Is it California folk? Is the flyover part of the country watching it? Right. God of War is one of the most successful selling video games already of the year. And I am betting my bottom dollar, it's a lot of men who are playing the game. It's a game about hacking and slashing creatures on some level. Mm -hmm. It's also about emotional vulnerability and men's inability to give that, particularly where their sons are concerned or great loss is concerned. The whole game is about a man's wife dying and he and his son having to carry the ashes up the mountain. At its base level, that's what it's about. And it contains moments like the sun rushing out to see a landscape and saying he wishes his mom were there. And then you see the character that you're playing reach his hand out to touch his son. And he's not able to because it's too hard a gesture for him to complete. And then they get back to the violence of the game. It knocked me on my ass. It was so well orchestrated that moment. And there's six or seven like that. And Maybe it's too silly to think a video game could help people start a conversation about their vulnerability or about loss in their life or toxic influences in their life, but I felt it like a bell. And I think I felt it not only because it was amazing, but it caught me out of left field. And that's the beautiful thing about doing it in a video game as opposed to a show where we are conditioned to go, okay, this is going to make me feel things. Maybe my barriers can go up. We don't have that in a video game. And we also are given, we are that person in the scenario. We're playing as that character. And for me, I have a healthy relationship with my dad. I feel like I'm fairly well adjusted within my masculinity. I still have a lot of learning to do, but that's something I've done a lot of work on. And playing this game for the last 12 hours, been like going through the ringer. So I am cheersing this video game, and I hope that everyone out there gets to play it. God of War, I think, for that. Cheers. Amazing. Easy, right? That's so interesting. It's also so cool to hear about, like, a form breaking the form. 
Yeah. yeah. That you wouldn't expect. Like, oh, I love hearing that a video game is like changing the way it's a video game. Yeah. That's really cool. And you're right. That is probably reaching people that are harder to reach in a, like, I'm sure they like to shoot guns, Mm -hmm. which, you know, is a choice and a, you know, belief. But I think with the violence that's happening, a way to connect with those people, vulnerability, and just like maybe how you relate to each other and opening up. Like, what a great way to do that. I mean, I used to nanny, and, like, the kids I nannied, I didn't love watching them kill things. Like, I didn't... I just felt like this is wrong. What Do you know what game it was that you were watching? Was it, Gosh. like, Call of Duty or... Is that the driving one? It's not. Oh. Let's see. Where they get out, and, like, you Grand can... Theft Grand Auto. Theft Auto. Oh, yeah, that was it. You can, like, beat somebody out of a car and then yeah. take it, and mm-hmm. you kill people just... All the time. Just yeah. anybody in your way you're killing. Yeah. So. I think also, having not played this game, having knowing only the things that you just said about it, it seems like a very conscious choice to call it God of War, which is a very, like, I think that would attract a certain audience that needs to hear this. You know, like, it's, if the game were called, like, A Father and His Feelings, <laughs> it wouldn't sell. But to purposefully call it God of War, it's like, oh, it sounds like all those other games, like Call of... Call of fucking duty or World right. of Warcraft, you know? Yeah. Well, I know it's interesting, a little bit of history. It's a soft reboot of the franchise. It had been a more traditionally violent series mm. about a god of war, right, who exists on the realm of Earth, hacking and slashing his way through various Michigas or whatever. Mm-hmm. And this is the next one in the series, and it's a hard pivot. Mm. And... I think that is by design, too. Not only calling it God of War to attract new players to the game who would not go down for emotional bonding one-on-one, but players who have been there before, you're going to sign up for this because you're going, right, the norm has been, I take my axe, I get rid of everybody, I'm able to disconnect. And you cannot do that when you play this game. Wow. Um, Scott, you have to drink. Yes, excellent. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Hello. Hello. <laughs> this is a good be? rule. I like this. That's fascinating. And I mean, I'm, does the player get more vulnerable as we go? So far, yes. Yeah. So f- and they still fight. Like, they're still a strong so, oh character. My, the, the violence in this game oh, is yeah. of an epic and startling nature. I mean, we're... Yeah. We, what do you mean by that? I mean that it doesn't skimp on the violence at all. There are the requisite for this genre, massive kills, and there are evil creatures, and there's a lot of blood and axes and spells. Mm-hmm. What's interesting is even though you do get that, if that's part of the catharsis you're looking for, it's never separate from the storyline. Like I distinctly remember a moment where immediately following a very emotional beat, there's a moment where you and your son get attacked. Uh, you have to deal with five or six undead creatures. Some of them are undead, some of them are human. And you're fighting everybody off. And you turn, and your son is being held by one of them. And you have the opportunity, right, to kill him. And instead what happens is it goes to a in-game cutscene where the son pulls out his knife and stabs the guy, takes care of himself. It's the first time the son has ever killed anyone. So the moment that immediately follows is the reckoning of that. Wow. And it's two minutes long. And it's 
really intense and really hard to sit through, but it's never gratuitous and it is a very complicated demonstration of love. So that to me is another good example. Like all of you get all the violence, but you are ne- it's never going to let you off the emotional hook. Wow. Of the story. She's the That's so right? great. This, I, uh, um, drink. Oh, awesome. Great. Wow. <laughs> You're really good at that. At <laughs> knowing when to say drink. Yeah. <laughs> I've come I keep forgetting all of my rules. <laughs> so that's something I'll try to look at. <laughs> Does wow. anybody else have one that they want to share? Okay. I have one. Yeah. I need to pull it on my bag so I make sure I say the name right. Um, I'm reading a book right now. So a uh, backstory. I was going to have my all drink to that uh, be Yvonne Strahovski, I don't know how to say her last name, who plays Serena Waterford from Handmaid's Tale, because I feel like this is her fucking season. Damn straight. But then, you know, I was like Who's a lot Serena? of... Yvonne Strahinsky, and she's the she's Joseph Fine's wife. She's like the the mate, I don't know what they call the wife. They call them wives. The wife. Yeah, she's the, 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 the wife. Got it, got the it, wife. Got it. Okay. Um... So I was going to do that. But then I was like, a lot of people talk about him. So I'm going to do something different. Yeah. And I was like, what's really singing to me right now? Yes. And I have been reading this book called uh, Trainwreck, The Woman We Love to Hate, Mock, and Fear, and Why by mm. Sadie Doyle. And it's like a sociology book that this uh, woman wrote that's all about like our culture's obsession with like Lindsay Lohan, Paris Hilton, Britney Spears, and uh, how we've, and Miley Cyrus, how we've labeled them train wrecks. And like what that means, why we do it is it's because like uh, women have this like history of being pure. So anytime a woman like does something that is not what we think women are, they immediately get labeled train wreck. And I thought it was just going to be like I thought it was going to be great when I picked it up. But I thought it was going to be mainly about like that 2000s era of women that like we all remember the ones that I just named. But she goes into like great historical detail like. She she does all the chapters by like mm, uh, silence, women who speak, uh, you know, like that's a symptom like mm-hmm. sex, women who are like sexually active. That's something that we vilify women for. But then she'll just randomly do like anatomy of a train wreck. Mary Wollstonecraft and tells you like Mary Wollstonecraft wrote the Vindication of Rights of Women was the mother of Mary Shelley. Uh, Vindication of Rights of Women is this like great feminist piece of literature. But how she like after she died, her husband published all these letters she had written to like another lover that kind of showed her as like in in the shitty words like a crazed sex woman yeah so then everything so then people just like associated this like feminist movement that came off vindication of rights of women with like crazed sex and that it kind of like diminished everything that she did and it has like anatomy of a train neck charlotte bronte and harriet jacobs and it's just like it's it's such a good book and I, I'm only halfway through it, but so far it's just been like uh, a gift that keeps on fucking giving. So if I could recommend a book to anyone, it would be Trainwreck, The Women We Love to Hate, Mock, and Fear, and Why. Holy shit. Wow. And Oh, so here's something interesting too, is that this is, I'm, I've been fascinated with these kind of women for like years, and then uh, something that seems similar to this is that like six months ago, I saw the the one man show "How to Be a Rock Crit- How to Be a Rock Critic" at the Public Theater, which yes. is about Lester Bangs. Yes, it was so fucking good. But he had this one line in it that I was like, "Holy shit!" That hit me like a ton of bricks. 
which was, he's describing, I can't remember who, maybe it was Janis Joplin who gets referenced in this book, but it might not be, I can't remember who he's referencing, that we like, we build people up and then we tear them down. And yeah. it's a form of cultural cannibalism. Hmm. And that term, I was like, holy shit. Like, yeah. you are right. And I'm a part of that because I, I tear people down all the time because I'm like, it's fun. It's sports, whatever. Like, uh, in, in sport yeah. in like a sense of like when you do it with your friends of like this fucking bitch who's on screen. Right. Uh, but, you know, it's like that's just what we do. And we have a segment on this program called You're Cut Off, which is about tearing something down. It's mm. totally a symptom of the culture that I participate in, for sure. Yeah. 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 It's just so interesting that the, looking at it through the lens of like specifically women and like the oppression and it goes into like black women and how like slavery is such an uh, s- such a storyline in uh, the like black women train wreck of modern age and yeah. like just how like like white women and black women's oppression in modern culture is like coincided in that at like when women were like taught to be pure the their, the like slave owners were then like making their wives pure and then taking out all of their sexual aggression on black women. So like the way that we are oppressed now, it like goes hand in hand and like white women were like a part of that because they were like, well, we're prim and pure and like we're not, we're going to turn a blind eye to like all these like, mistress is the wrong word, but like all these women you're raping. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so interesting. This may seem like a random question and maybe you don't, know yet right because you're halfway through the book does it talk at all about women getting a redemption narrative yes death what death is the redemption narrative death that's upsetting oh shit yeah really yeah yeah yeah. they talk about how like marilyn monroe was like kind of like people didn't like directors would talk about how horrible she was to work with and like oh she's just this like sexual woman and then the minute she died it they call that one like necrophilia basically um, that like the minute she died, it was like, we have to have her on every, we have to find all these, like the champagne bottle that she drank the night that she killed herself. Like we have to sell that, uh, Amy Winehouse, you know, is like yeah. on in the tabloids of like, Oh, she's crazy. She's running through the street. The minute she dies, we're all like Amy Winehouse. Yeah. So like redemption, nar- Whitney Houston, same thing. Yeah. Redemption narrative is death. And what's insane is men get a much less mortal path to that. I was thinking Mel about Gibson. that this week. Kid, Robert Downey I Jr. Mean. Kid Cudi Nas. Nas. What happened with Kid Cudi? I don't know. I mean, I mean Kid, just even like Kid Cudi was a train Woody wreck. Allen. Yeah. Woody Allen, right? I mean, like gradients, right? Sexual Nas and Woody Allen on one gradient and Kid Cudi on another, right? Kid Cudi was having a lot of mental breakdowns, horrible, horrible issues where he was acting out publicly. He went to, you know, he so he looked for the proper help. Mm. He took care of himself. He came back with Kids See Ghosts last week. Redemption narrative complete, yeah. right? And that was a very mild one, but I don't recall people calling him a train wreck right. at any given point during that. Likewise, Nas... He beat Kellis. Like, he totally beat her. That came out in April. He hooks up with Kanye West. They put out an album this week. It goes off like gangbusters, right? The return of hip-hop, the second best album in the Good Music series. That redemption narrative is complete. And we barely, you know, buried him, as it were, for that. And something that is interesting that you bring up, and also, like, 
I just did it too, is when I said men, I think Robert Downey Jr. plays into it because his was like drugs and alcohol mm. abuse. Yes. But Mel Gibson and Nas, like there were like hate crimes, you, yeah. you know, and like crimes. And that's like not what we vilify women for, no. you know? Chris Brown, uh, which is what I Chris it, Brown, I'm so, uh, every time I'm like, why are we, like, what have we forgotten? How what is happened? Ted to a movie how right. is Mark Wahlberg still right. working that's a like, really good question like these men get to keep yeah. working but these women and I will say you know like they reference Miley Cyrus a lot and I think this book was written in wow. 2015 maybe so she hadn't like I think Miley Cyrus has had a, a sort of redemption arc uh, yeah I, I don't know what's been public Disney. it's not right <laughs> if you're on Disney which by the way we were making you a saint and whatever like pure it's like our Disney star it's like this is it's you're almost it's horrible because you know we're gonna rip her apart Mm -hmm. as soon as she tries to become an adult yeah we'll rip her apart Mm -hmm. and so will disney uh drink please oh wow please drink thank you yeah i actually thought that i really saw that with michelle wolf's um the white house correspondence center what everybody was talking about it and so many people are like she's not funny like i was just like you're just now everyone just hates her because she's a woman who did exactly what everyone has always done. Like, mm-hmm. I'm so confused why. But no, I'm not because she's a woman and people are like saying, you know, hating her, saying she's not funny and blah, blah, blah. When I'm like, what? There's a great book. And I think I even referenced it a few episodes ago called Too Fat, Too Slutty, Too Loud. It's about the unruly woman. <laughs> um, okay, check, just please. You know. <laughs> there it is. Bye. And yeah. it, it talks about everyone from Roseanne Barr, who obviously a more complicated subject now, to yeah. Serena Williams as mm. people who went, mm. no, you're not allowed to be that. Yeah, yeah, you're not allowed to have that body that is your body. Yeah. yeah. You're please not, change it. Yeah, you don't get to be a radical woman. Right. And she did something really radical at that dinner, no matter what you think of it. And if you actually parse it out, she did everything she was supposed to do. And it's insane that we have to parse it out. I was arguing with someone over Facebook about the Sarah Sanders stuff and going, well, no, she actually made fun of her own vagina before she went after everyone. She roasted herself. Right. That's what a good roast master does. Doesn't matter what sex you are. Like, you make anyone fair game. Right. She did mm-hmm. it. So everybody was fair game. Right. I never would have to say that if it was a guy. Exactly. I mean, yeah. What do you think it? It's right. ridiculous. I know. That's it is. Crazy. So I'll drink to that train wreck. Train wreck. Oh, I cannot train wait wreck. to read that. That yeah, sounds amazing. Do. Wow. That sounds amazing. Here I go. (laughs) (laughs) I am choosing to the Duplass brothers. Okay. Thank you. Whom I love. Please drink, Scott. Wow. (laughs) Mine actually may ruin you. I think Chrissy's rule is going to break me. Wow. (laughs) Scotch is halfway done. (laughs) Um, Who I love. And one escape that I use uh, in my own life is watching documentaries. Mm -hmm. And they right now are producing amazing documentaries they did wild wild country if you've seen that yes amazing and they did evil genius praise which one is evil genius it pops up on my netflix yeah what is it about oh my god (laughs) talk about obsessed i've watched it like two times and it's i keep telling myself like jesse you can't watch it again but i love it it's so good it's about um so, I, I mean, I didn't know the story myself. Neither did I. Yeah. So there was a, I guess, the first 
bank robbie robbery <laughs> the bank, bank, bank robbie that's what i say the <laughs> bank robbie that happened margot robbie <laughs> yeah and um a man had a bomb strapped to him and he the cops like got immediately but then he actually did explode he kept telling the cops like somebody strapped this bomb to me to like rob the bank anyhow long story short it's about the people essentially behind that and evil genius is about it, it am i giving it away if i say like mm, don't spoil it because i will watch it okay i, think I don't there's think a way to say it without giving it away I think I know where you're headed. Okay, with maybe this. you yeah. say it then. I, it, it is about the people that surrounded that incident. Yeah. And not only whether or not they were involved in the crime, but sort of the nature of evil itself. Yeah. Is it possible to recognize what form does it manifest in? Yeah. How does it come about? Yes. Are there ways to stop it? Were there signs? Is there a disconnect or is it being actually highly intelligent and knowing how to manipulate which I find fascinating um as we all should so I'm just like I think it's amazing that they're funding like really great projects and documentaries I love because it is hard to make money in documentaries we know that but they're I think helping make wonderful documentaries and I really I love them yeah they're amazing I know they have a book right Yes, like brothers. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And he's in the new Amazon show Goliath. Well, not new. It's in its season two, but it just came out this week. Yeah. And I had no idea that. It, I mean, they work so often. I know that they're contributing yeah. to the medium on every level. Yeah, I know. they're really great. Yeah, and they're I can't. Really good. Think, I can't think of a time I've disliked either of them. No, no, no. Ever. never. They're Ever. Great. They have a perfect track record. Perfect track record, like. Uh, I've heard them give speeches. They're just like always inspirational, always like wanting other people to rise up and like do well and make content. And, you know, I mean, they obviously support improv and like honesty, which I always think is great. And you can feel that in their movies, like just the rawness that's there. And I just think they're unbelievable. And then I'm finding out that they're also like producing and helping make these things that I'm, I'm loving. Yeah. And I love them. I do too. I they, know. They may be low-key my favorites. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I don't think about it too often, but if I'm being honest with myself, Mark Duplass is kind of the actor I want to Yeah. I see that for you. I see that for I you. I see that for I, you. You guys are making my life I right see that now. for you in The One I Love. Oh, shit. I love that movie. I see that for you. Because well, I, I feel like... One. Did I? The One I Love is the, the one, one with Elizabeth Moss. It is. It should still be on Netflix, but wow. it was yes. on Netflix for a time. Yeah, you're gonna love it. It, uh, it blew my mind as like such a huge thing, but it is wonderful. I think it may be wow. one of my favorite movies. It's and, so good. And truly, if you don't know anything about it, I don't run, don't walk because yeah. being blindsided by it is the way to go, <gasps> and it's very, very special. Yeah, is yeah. it on Netflix? I'll I watch think it so. tonight. Ah, I'm so excited. <laughs> So excited. That's okay. so exciting. Oh my goodness, I'm excited. Elizabeth Moth, Scientologist, just so we know. It's just hard. so we're discussing. Just so we know. It's hard. Oh, right. But yes. Yeah, but yes. Okay. But yes. Do you guys watch Handmaids and think about that ever? Yes. I actually don't. I actually I cannot. think about it all the time. 
I, as, as many people know, Scientology is a big part of my brand. I am not a Scientologist. I am not a Scientologist, but I'm very into Leah Remini. Um, yes, you are, actually. I'm yeah. very into Leah Remini. I'm very into like how someone could be attracted to a cult. Someone told me yes. the other day about this new, speaking of summer TV, mm. cults and extreme beliefs on A&E, who's sure. like dominating cult programming with Leah Remini's sure Scientology, are. The Afterlife. Did you watch Wild Wild Country? No, I need you to. You have to watch that I have, tonight. I think that's okay, what I'm going to watch great. tonight. I hear that as well <laughs> yeah. in your future. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I hear it in my future. Anyways, uh, so I really, I have to compartmentalize sure. the Elizabeth sure. Moss and Scientology. Yeah. I can't get out but of my head. No, I can't, I, can't I can't either. And the thing I think about way more often than I should is we don't know what leads an actor to a given moment. So I actually think her Scientology is helping her in the portrayal potentially that's so interesting maybe because she the times that she has talked about Scientology which have been few and far between because her PR team is like has has they're incredible you cannot you cannot ask her about Scientology but the time she has which is like one time on an AMA on Reddit she's like uh no Gilead is nothing like Scientology blah blah blah, because Scientology is like a belief system blah, blah 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 Celebrities have a very different experience of Scientology. And I know she didn't always grow up. Did you being see the a, castle in LA? Yeah. There's a castle. There's there a were 5,000 Scientology buildings when I went to LA. Yeah. I was shocked by it. But no the celebrity shit. one you, is a castle. The celebrity one is across from UCB Franklin, and yes, it's a it castle. Is. It's across from UCB? Yes. You can see how yeah. we could infiltrate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> People make a lot of comparisons. Yeah, sure, you sure, know, sure, sure, sure. Which is the season two. Sure. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh man! By the way, we both have to drink twice. Oh no! Yeah. You guys, I I feel like I keep letting them go. I'm like, I'm not gonna stop this moment, you know. What's great is I had someone say to me and giving me feedback about the podcast. We're like, you should give people note cards so it's right in front of them, so the rules don't get let go. And that's still what happens. I know. That's just part of our. I have a now. note card, so everyone knows. I'm looking at it and being like, I can't stop this. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Oh, what a time! Anyhow, so I guess we're cheersing to that, and brothers. thank you so much. Drink. Oh my God! Thank them for everything. I know. Incredible. Mm. Incredible. Honestly, it makes me want to go back and watch the rest of Goliath, which was a show I stopped because there are better shows to watch. Mm. And yet. And Scott, yet. please drink. Yes, I will. Great. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Goliath. What was it? What I'm could it so have been? Screwed. <laughs> something he stopped. Something you stopped. <laughs> no. Quitting something. Hey, guy. <laughs> Um, but keep guessing. interesting. I will. I want that ten dollar juice press <laughs> or whatever. You can get half a wheatgrass shot for that amount of money. I need oh, kale wow. and pineapple mushed into something I can slurp down my That's gullet. Right. <laughs> it's part of the detox week. It's Thank great. Thank you. I know. Will this make me full or nauseous? <laughs> I always love to feel a little nauseous. Just a little bit. That's how I know that I ate. <laughs> <laughs> Did I eat today? Well, am I feeling nauseous? Mm-hmm. I ate today. I did it. Drink. Thank you. I'm trying to get back. You're killing it. Thank oh my, you. What was that? Is it one? me saying, mm hmm? <laughs> no. <laughs> Talking about food? Drink. Ooh. Oh! Rules kicking in. Here they come. Is it asking me a question? <laughs> no, drink. <laughs> you are a villain. Thank you, Not just 
Eric is not the only villain. Oh my god. No, I am a villain. I'm a secret villain. Corella Deville to be precise. Play into the cam. Camera. Play into that cam, baby. Oh, I was it for Halloween. You were Cruella Deville for Halloween? I was. Like a while back. <laughs> okay, okay. Child age. Child yeah. age. Well, you know. No, like I mean college. Hello? We're fine. Something fell. <laughs> Something the fell. We don't know what it is. It's falling apart, as are we. Oh, man. And that's a super smooth transition into our next segment, mm. where we talk a little bit about what the heck happened this past week. It's time for the Weekly Rewind. It's fun to dance. <laughs> this is the Michael Scott Poppy remix yeah. that we all crave when we go to the club. We really do. When I'm at the club, <laughs> <laughs> which is never because the music is too, too loud. loud. That's correct. Thank you. Too loud. You really do. Oh, my I'm God. not going to a club. It's it's so... No, I can't handle that. I went to a club a few months ago wow. and gave a hard pass as soon as I was there. Yeah. I don't think I've been to a club since college. I respect that Sorry. decision. I really respect that. But as well. in college, loved to club, love to dance. Me and my friend, even like me and my college friends now, when we are out, we like to dance. We are dancers. We wow. We want music playing. We want to move <laughs> our bodies. That's just what we do. And in college, that's what we did every weekend. Just go to a club and dance. That was the best thing about college. It was easy to find your way to the dancing party. Yes, yes. That is much harder in adulthood. That's something they don't tell you about growing up. No. It is harder to find the dancing moments. I am a booth seeker. I look for a booth <laughs> and to just sit in it and sort of look out. That's what I do at parties. I'm sitting and watching. You're Normally, surveying. I'm surveying. Yeah. I don't like to be in like... A war zone is what I consider dancing. I think you have to be with the right people because I will only mm. do it with my college friends. Mm. Any other group of friends, I'm like, can we just find a bar where we can, the music is quiet and we can talk right. to each other? But college friends is like, oh no, we need to go get drunk and <laughs> dance. Wow. Well, I'm going to do a little segue. Please. Uh, so speaking of my college friends and loving to dance, they're the type of people that we are together. We got tickets to see Beyonce and Jay-Z in New Orleans in wow. September. We got them no! two months ago. And then a fucking course, they drop a new album. So you now have we have, is it when I curse? No. Uh, uh-oh. <laughs> you never know. So now we all have like homework to do. You know, we thought we knew the catalog we were going in for for this concert. So you haven't heard the album yet. I watched Ape Shit. I watched the video, but I don't have title. I will send you a link. There really? Are, yeah, there are ways to get around this. Okay. I probably shouldn't admit that okay. on record, but there are ways <laughs> yeah. to get around this okay, in 2018. Okay, because I'll buy an album. Like, if it were on iTunes, I'd buy, I bought Lemonade. Like, I will pay money for music. I'm fine with that. But I don't want... Why is there I a know. new streaming service? Because that's the game now. That's the game. You're well, right. I mean, that's, that's the game, game baby. And I was thinking <laughs> about that this week, right? Like, we on the program, we try to come up with a theme for the week that, that encapsulates what the hell we saw the last seven days. And mm. I was thinking this week is all about sea changes. Mm. And that's mm. one of them. 
bunch of different ways of releasing music this week as an example. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Justin brought the mic closer to her face I'm, to be I'm like, tell me more. We both did. We chime in. Sea changes. Okay. Interesting. But I, but I was thinking that release on title, I personally think, is a concerted shot at Kanye and the good music release that he's been doing for the past few weeks. There mm. are lyrics on the album that allude to that. Jay's got some verses about it. Beyonce calls herself like Beazus, like, and there's a lot of Watch oh, the Throne shit. references, right? To Watch the Throne two never happening between Kanye and Jay. Wow. So shots have been fired. It happens right when Nas is dropping the album yeah. in the middle of the good music cycle. But what's interesting is, right, those are two different ways of releasing music and forcing us to choose an allegiance. You can get on title to hear this surprise Bay J album, I Have to Drink, um, that we didn't see coming, or you can stick with what you might have already and deal with Kanye and good music, who are trying to alter the album as we know it, right? Every Every album has been seven tracks. They've been Uh 25 minutes each. They're really playing with the idea of form. So we're looking at, we're dealing with a lot of pop music icons treating pop music differently this week. Yeah. And I thought there were so many things that happened this week that like, look like the norm readjusting itself. Name them. I would say, and I'm referring to my paper here. Please do. We've got all the media mergers. Mm -hmm. We've got the AT&T takeover. Comcast coming for 21st Century Fox, which means potentially Disney gets involved. And where that all switches things up is those are companies trying to compete with the Amazon Netflix model, where these companies can release three or four shows a week, as opposed to a channel like Freeform, Mm -hmm. which I have to drink. God damn it. Freeform? Mm. Is that a rule? It's not because I said Freeform, but I did. I broke one of my own rules Um, that, that has to worry about optics and release stuff in a very slow, concerted manner mm-hmm. where they build a brand, right? Amazon and Netflix don't really have a brand. Got to drink again. This is crazy. Is Whoa. it when we name like... It's a bad rule. I created this. It's a bad rule. Is when you name a network? It's not when I name a network. That's, yeah, it's okay. it's it's trickier than that. Um, yeah, it's your ten dollar juice press. But but they don't have to worry about a brand identity, right? It's that the show is on their platform, and so you will hopefully check it out. And that's what these companies are merging for. Wait, you're saying which is doing that? Who doesn't have to have a brand identity? Amazon and Netflix don't really have to have... Okay, good. I thought you were saying the other way around, because it was like Netflix has no fucking brand identity. They are greenlighting 1,000 things at a time, and they're choosing which ones they want to promote. And I just... How many? I love that content creators are getting to make content, but I'm like, what is going on here? You are there are so many new Netflix shows all the time, and only some of them are getting the like proper treatment they deserve for being a show hoisted onto the world. I yeah. couldn't agree more. I know. Are there ones that you think have been particularly slept on? Is there one you're thinking of where you're like, I can't believe that got? 
I'm thinking of uh, the first one that comes to my mind is actually a comedy special, which was Ryan Hamilton's comedy special, Happy Face. I haven't watched it yet, and it showed up in my. I didn't sh- even see it come up. Exactly. So mm-hmm. I haven't watched the special, but I know Ryan Hamilton. I don't know him personally, but I have seen him perform a lot. He is my boyfriend's favorite comic. We have seen him live a ton. We he was in Dallas while we were there for Christmas, so we we took his parents to see him at Christmas. It was great. I, so I'm very familiar with him, and he was certainly pumping his Happy Face special. And I knew it was on Netflix, but it was like dust in the wind, you know? And I feel like that's a lot of what they, they choose what they promote, which makes sense. But it's, if you're gonna, they they are not committed to a brand identity, which is kind of nice, but also you're like, hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be hard to be creating for them. Yeah. Because I'm sure when you're agreeing to it they're like we're gonna promote you (laughs) and then who knows because also even things that they do promote netflix doesn't release their numbers you know never never releases their numbers i think at one point they were like this is the most watched thing why i think is they said something about breaking records yes that's one of their most watched shows and they were just renewed it for season three yeah which based on what i saw of season two is unfortunate but Uh oh i haven't watched any of it you haven't you watched it the whole thing I, i watched a bunch of it and then I kept up with what happened. Ultimately, mm-hmm. there were shows that I thought I would rather spend my time with, but yeah, I didn't want to know how course. it wrapped up. Yeah. And I also like a lot of the, this is what gets interesting, right? Like, why yeah. do you choose to engage with content? Yeah. You know Ryan Hamilton. So yeah. you're going to maybe gravitate toward Ryan's show. It should get more publicity if he's yeah. a good comic creating a good special. That's great. Mm-hmm. But what's interesting about all these models is like, how do you find your way to this stuff? One of my only reasons for supporting 13 Reasons Why is I'm a big Dylan Minnette fan. And I don't I, even know who that is. He's the lead on the, the show. Okay. And I'm oh, just the a little boy? The, yeah. And you know what? Like, he's got a great rock band. Oh. I like him a lot as an actor. <laughs> I love I'm that. I'm sort of like, he's, yeah. got, he's oh. got a great rock band. Drink, but like for five minutes ago, I forgot. <laughs> oh, okay. And it's actually a different role this time. Hello. I never put a judgment on when the drink is okay. called out. I think okay, that's fine. Cool. I mean, it sucks for anyone trying to. <laughs> I know that was like just you know can't, you but can't guess it because it was like you five know what guys ago. it's a ten dollar juice press so like it's not gonna be <laughs> it's easy. Huge. Um, we're gonna make it hard. I liked season one. I did, I did. Too. and Drink. I okay, um, but I won't take it back. I really did like season one and season yeah, and I will. Season is the word season. It's the word season. Yes! 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 I knew we were talking about TV. I was like, we're gonna be saying the word season a lot. That's really that smart. Great. Also, um, we I I have to no, who has to drink? You have to drink once. Oh, sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you bait me into this? <laughs> I don't know what the rule is, but I'm sure I did. Uh, but season two, I thought, I just have trouble when a show takes place in a high school, and these high schoolers are just I can't relate to the amount of drugs, sex. And just freedom that is given to these high schoolers. Never I'm like, watch Riverdale. I yeah, I, <laughs> oh, I feel like I need to. Though. I have uh, to drink. It's crazy. I just I can't wrap my head around it. I mean, I under I might have grown up very differently, but I mean. I mean, it's just great. I'm like, <laughs> what I was about to say, it's like, wow, mm, I, don't, I don't know. If, I know. I was going to say, even now as a 29 year old woman, my parents are strict and different, but I would not be allowed to like 
even if I were dating a guy for a very long time until we're married, like when we stay with them, stay in the same room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. Sure. My brother could because he's a man and that's a problem that we're dealing with in my family. Mm-hmm. But me and for my sure. sister, for sure, no. So, I mean, the amount of just, I mean, it's just, I can't, these are, I can't relate. And I just can't imagine like, not that I'm bashing these parents or whoever's writing it, but these parents are out to lunch. I don't know what they're doing. I mean, talk about not checking in. I understand. Some people have parents like that, though. I mean, that's true. And this whole Some town have parents has parents that are checked like out. that. Yeah. 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 You can throw a party. You can do whatever. I mean, I just can't understand how things are happening. Scott, you have to drink. I Sorry do. About yeah, that. that's okay. Yeah, I don't I don't know. But season two was just I can't. It was a lot. No, and, and, and to tie it back, they can green light whatever they want, whether it's a season two or season three, and we're actually gonna play a game about this a little later. Oh Yo, yeah. But but that that's the crazy thing, right? Their numbers are their own, and that's a sea change that none of us could have anticipated. The mm-hmm. numbers don't matter as much as we're used to. Hmm, yeah. I I think we also project numbers, which I think is the strongest part that they do. Because Mm. I think on YouTube sometimes you you see a video, you see the number, and you go, this this must not be good. The numbers aren't high. Yeah. And then when you see something with high numbers, you're like, I want to watch this. A bunch of people watched it. It must be good. And it's like those numbers, I mean, that's why people pay for numbers. They're fake, and it's it's sort of a weird form of... So I think it's smart Netflix doesn't do it. I totally agree. Yeah. Because the whole thing is in 2018, you have to prove that you matter. And that's, like to tie it back to everything mm. we were talking about, the Beyonce J surprise release, it's not just that they surprise release an album and the album's great or not great. It's that suddenly they are controlling the conversation yeah. for two days. And if you can control the conversation, you're king. Scott, yeah. can you drink, please? Yes, I absolutely can. Also, here's what I'm going to say about Beyonce and Jay-Z releasing this <laughs> album, is that... I have to drink again. I have to drink. Yeah. Is that they can drop something out of nowhere, I but know. I have to write a newsletter for four weeks ahead of a show I'm doing to get people there. You know? Isn't yeah. that fucked up? Isn't that crazy? <laughs> it's not right. It's no, you do have to deal with that. It's not right. Content's the same, if you ask me. It's not right. <laughs> <laughs> I totally agree. Yeah. And I, would, I was thinking about, like... I've only listened to the album once, but my super hot take on it is mm. like, it's fine. Oh, it's Ooh. not great. It it isn't not great. On one listen, I'm gonna go with they did exactly what they should do, and I feel. But it's not breaking things in the way that like Lemonade yeah. was like, holy shit. Or 444, mm-hmm. right? They are both on cruise control. That's okay. not fair. Yeah, actually, actually, I think that's not fair. That's not fair. I agree <laughs> with that. And they have a child. Uh, yes. And another well, coming, it's like, mm, we have to balance. Well, and you know, you know what's really not fair about that? I liked it enough that I go, like, this is really fun. There are songs I'm going to come back to. There are three yeah. or four songs I'm going to come back to. Yeah. But this is not going to be a defining statement mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. either of them. Okay. Right? All that's right. that's amazing. And we're all super happy about that. But what's crazy is that's all they have to do. Okay, well, I'm going to say... I love that. Like, that's sort of like, I think that's amazing. I'm going to say something about those two, because I think your rule is saying their names. Yes, it is! Ah! Okay, I'm going to say something about the Love on the Run couple, Mm -hmm. is that 
uh, as I was watching Ape Shit today, and I was like, this, you know, this is very good. I was thinking about Beyonce in particular because, honestly, I have not listened to 444 by Jay-Z. Don't crucify me. I also haven't watched um, it. Okay. So <laughs> I was thinking. Guys, I don't even know. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking about Beyonce, and I was like, uh, something that I really love about her and a lot of artists that I think I gravitate towards are artists that evolve you know there are there are people that in their career they evolve and they're constantly pushing themselves to make work and I'm like oh that makes me relate to you because it makes me think you're like actually an artist whereas and I'm gonna say this name even though like I love and respect him is Will Ferrell you know he's doing the same thing over and over and granted he's producing so that's very different but like him as an actor is the same thing over and over he has not Mm -hmm. evolved and that's fine that's a shtick but like Beyonce I love because Mm -hmm. The artists that are evolving over time. Yes. And you can see them trying to break things that they've already done is great. Absolutely. Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. Well, oh, I I evolved think. into I a madman. Well, that's true. That documentary, documentary, mm-hmm. did paint him a rough picture. I didn't love it, but I do think he. Whenever I've seen him like take some certain acting roles, I'm like, wow, he's really pushing himself. Yeah, for sure. And can handle the challenge. Yeah. Yeah. I did not watch Dark Crimes yet. I'm scared to, which was the Um, Swedish French noir he made that came out a few weeks ago. Oh, yeah. It got a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes, which I take as some sort of challenge (laughs) to actually watch it. (laughs) Go fuck Rotten Tomatoes. Yes. I agree. Fuck Rotten Tomatoes. I agree. Thank you. But actually, like, fuck the people who rely on it. Like, my, and also his. Is my boyfriend every time mm. we're about to go see movies like well let's look it up on Rotten Tomatoes I'm like I don't give a shit what Rotten yeah, Tomatoes is no. I want to see this movie right well and I think what's interesting again talking about like right these little sea changes is like movie pass I think subverts the Rotten Tomatoes formula wow and they've had an interesting week because you will see anything because you'll see anything mm-hmm. I went to Upgrade and my I'll drink to that last week was Logan Marshall Green and Upgrade because holy fuck he was incredible Incredible. Wow. That movie is great. Wow. I would have never gone without Movie Pass. You see? There you go. Yeah. Would have never done it. Brie Larson said something really great in an interview about, like, why would you listen to critics? It's just white men. My movie yes. isn't for white men. I loved Word. that interview. I know. I was she like. She was like, give press passes to underrepresented voices because Wrinkle in Time is not for white men. Wrinkle in Time is for biracial no. young women. Ah. So I want to hear what they have to hear about that. And, and I was, was like, like, hell fucking yeah, Brie Larson. Oh, I love her. Yeah. She's great. And she did have a misstep and make that Bollywood movie, but we, we, we have to forgive oh, because she's done a lot more on uh, for sexual assault victims. And yeah. Yeah. Well, and then to, to that point, something interesting I've been thinking about, right, with the sea change stuff to, to tie back to the week was that Nas album coming out, which ties to the Beyonce Kanye conversation. Yeah. Because I don't know if you guys have listened to Seer, but that was a reckoning for me this week in terms of it's a fucking interesting, excellent album. There's a song called Cop Shot the Kid that mm. will just. Oh, Okay. Knock you on your ass. Yeah. Kanye finally goes in in a way that is really interesting. The beat's incredible, but let's not forget, Nas probably abused Kellis. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't have confirmation, but that's a real thing. Yeah. And yet, to listen to that album, I had Reckoning with Race in America, and I think that album will give you that. And there's literally a song that I think it, the refrain, if I'm not misquoting, is. Like, black boy, don't you cry. Don't let the waterfall from your eyes. You can have everything. Gorgeous <sighs> fucking sentiment. And later in the song are anti-vaccination lyrics. And there's this, truly, he literally, like, takes on the role of a baby that gets a, 
of vaccination. Oh, that sounds bonkers. It's, that it's part sounds bonkers. It's, it's the beginning out. sounds really beautiful, but you saying he, he takes on the role of a baby part. <laughs> I had more feelings listening bonkers. to this song than almost anything I encountered this week, and I'm including God of War in that description. So, like, that... To, to what we were speaking about, like, that's the crazy thing about reckoning with art in 2018. Like, you have to hold all this at the same time. And that, to me, actually feels like part of the sea change of what we're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not that, ugh, this feels weird to say, but it, it, it's like, we need to condemn and and, appro- and look at everything that anyone is doing at any given moment. Right. And we need to hold the work they're creating. And I don't know where the line is between... We are all trying to figure that we out. We are all uh, trying that's to figure what this that year. out. The line for me is to not support or buy or watch what they're doing. And that's yeah. a fa- I think that's a fair line. Because first of all, that will take away power. Mm-hmm. If yes. they're not making money, if they're not... Like, if people aren't listening anymore, like, they lose power. So for me... When someone steps out of line or I don't want to support them, it's like they've lost me as a fan. As yeah. like, even if I really like them, it's like that's what I have to do. Yeah, and I'll I'll be vulnerable for a second, and actually some segues into summer TV is that um, the first like piece of content that it actually had an effect of like, oh, this is something like was arrested development mm. um because yeah. like i could give a shit about i honestly i do not care about woody allen movies and like yeah. i saw louis ck do a live show like six years ago it was great but i never watched a show you yeah. know like all the people have been kind of taken down it didn't like affect the content i was ingesting mm-hmm. so it was easy to have a have a like moral stance on it and then all the arrest development shit came out and i'm like yeah i can't watch this and, and it's it sucks. It doesn't suck as much as the people who were fucking abused by these right. abusers in power. But it's like, oh, yeah, okay, I don't watch this. Mm-hmm. I just don't watch it. Okay. And and I think we're in, I was talking to my boyfriend about this last night, I think we're in a growing pains in this era of like, yeah. okay, yes. so we we have content that we love. Abusers are going to be brought to light. So we all have, so we're going to stop supporting that work that we love. And that's the growing pain of this era. And hopefully in the next era, we will make content that is good and greater. And people who make it will be more cognizant of who they include in those projects. And they won't be abusers. Yes. But we're in the growing pains right now. Yes. That's an unbelievable way to think about it. Yeah. And I think that actually, because it came up a few weeks ago, it excuses us the time to figure it out which we need, right? Because we're all in this together and we're trying to understand like where we fall. But that is a absolutely fair and okay benchmark moving forward. Like you did this, you don't get a seat at the table anymore. It's like Roseanne Barr. Yes. It's like you did this. ABC, I was like, thank you. Especially when you know they're making money. So much money. It's a big statement, especially in this day and age to be like, doesn't matter. We don't support this. We don't stand behind this. Like we're... It's not happening. I heard they might be in the talks of like doing it still without her, Uh which I'm like, sure, everybody else, uh, like, that's great. Honestly, I think that's what they should have done from the beginning. Oh. You know, I think they, I think buy Roseanne out or whatever and make like a sitcom called Darlene. And because I, I do think a lot of what the show like represented back in its day was important. And I think they could do important work now, but not with Roseanne. And no, she was a monster before they started the reboot. You know, this and I'll say it again. We forget that in 2011, she came out with a reality series called Roseanne's nuts. 
about her working on a macadamia nut farm. Honestly, we do forget that because <laughs> I forgot what? that. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, yeah, she's nuts. She's always been nuts, but she's also... What, what network was that on? Uh, Lifetime. I was okay, about to say probably I have, TLC. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I have to drink because I'm drinking for you. Holy shit. Great, yeah. Insanity. What? Mm-hmm. Roseanne's nuts? That's what it was called. I think I have the picture here. I'll show you guys. And oh my God. Wait, is your rule cable networks? <gasps> it's not cable networks. Great okay. idea, though. Good idea, I, it's, though. Okay. It, it, I, I, it's far more insidious than cable networks. I really, I knew when this came up I was in trouble. Damn. And that's... All right. I just got to see if I can get this. There we go. Just so mm-hmm. we're all on the same page. Oh, my God. Let me see that. Do you know what I mean? That's a really good photo. I'm going to post that to our Instagram. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. That's a really good photo. Great Guys, photo. Please post it to your I, Instagram because people need to see this. it. Yeah. Um, it's Roseanne with a gun yeah. standing on the logo for Roseanne's Nuts with signs for Hollywood 2,519 miles away. Hawaii here. It looks like an Instagram story gone wrong. Right. And she's wearing the red shoes from either Wizard of Oz or the movie The Red Shoes. I can't fucking tell. This is ridiculous. Yeah, I knew she'd go crazy. And uh, guys watching on the video, get to see it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Your your phone just went to black, so you need to (laughs) reopen it. Sorry, I just have to be honest. <laughs> That's really good. Jesse is at the camera right now. This is the first time we're going to record a video for the camera. Oh, we have it. to. And, but that, yeah. and that shows a great transition into talking officially about summer TV. Summer TV. Summer TV. That's right. It's summer TV season. The shows are literally all premiering. I mean, my God, they have all come out in the past few weeks. Actually, I'm going to start this off with a fucking gripe. The show that has not come out that is my favorite summer show. The show that I usually mark my June by is Orange is the New Black. Wow. And they finally announced the release date, which is not until July like 27th. And they usually come out like June 13th. I mark my Junes by Orange is the New Black. Is that your ideal summer television show? It's unbelievable. I love. I I I love. What I love about Orange is the New Black is that I can binge it in three days and I'm so invested in that world and it takes me like three weeks to stop thinking about it and then it just kind of like goes away from my brain I love and then it. around may i get excited and i'm like oh, i'm gonna be back in the world i'm gonna be back yeah. in the world yeah I, I love the show last season was incredible it was i also good. there were some episodes i didn't love but it was good okay that's and what we, tv is that's what tv is. that's what tv is is the thing and i I, I love a cast of that many women yes i couldn't love it more a diverse body of women oh it's please everything. thank you and the storytelling is good <laughs> and they're not and i love that Drink. they are Nice. <laughs> and actually, oh shit, I have to I have to drink too. Shit. Wow. Shit, you guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> shit. It's <laughs> a terrible rule. Uh, but but I, I love that it is a show is continuously taking risks with its yes. storytelling, right? Like changing up its time frame. Yeah, last season. Insane. That was a week? Yeah. A week. A week, a yeah. week for a whole season. Yeah. And I think some of that is concessions for the fact that like Piper's sentence was short and we need to, you know, like yeah. Keep that in. They they created a timeline at the very beginning of the first episode of the season, which is like Piper's in here for this long, so that you kind of have to stay in that timeline. Yeah. yeah. But, whew. Oh, uh, and, and to like give Netflix its credit, right? That is one thing that the Netflix model allows you to do. Yeah. Which is like they have the money. Go fucking do what you want with story structure. Yeah. Which yes. is amazing. Like, 
that used to be a thing that only Lost did. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, that's yeah. the model from eight or nine years ago. Like, Lost is going to do a two-year jump, and all our minds are going to explode. Orange is the New Black goes, fuck it, we're going to shift to a weak timeline, yeah. and you're going to deal with it. Yeah. And that's awesome. Awesome. That's yeah. great. Love it. I, I fucking so good. love this show. I know. I can't wait for it to come back. I'm sad, well, obviously, that we're all going to be... July 27th. But excited, that means a whole new group of characters are coming And in. also a, the, uh, what's the name? Genji Cohen, that's yes. her name, the creator. Yeah. yeah. She has said, because there were a lot of, uh, you know, complaints about last season. Interesting. Um, just, mm-hmm. just in the fan base of like, oh, it felt like fan fiction. And she has said like, yeah, you know, we, we had a lot of new writers to the season that, she was like, personally, I think they were looking at the characters as viewers as opposed to creators of the show. And she said a lot of that has, she's, she thinks the season is way better than last season. Wow, and I loved last season. So and, there we go. And, so, I, I, and, that. You, and you guys both write material, and I mean, as, as do I, but like you've literally worked more as writers than I have. And I wonder if you guys encountered that. Like, I wonder about that a great deal moving forward yeah. as we create content. Because... The interaction with the internet seems to be a part of our culture in a way that activates art. If Westworld is the biggest show of the year Mm -hmm. right now, right? Technically, it's the one that's got the most social media cred. The views are through the roof. And they are trolling their viewers with every single episode, myself included, whether that's Reddit boards, whether that's fan theories. And that seems to be a part of the dialogue of the show. And sometimes I wonder, like, is that okay? Like... Is that a part of the writing experience now, given that we're trying to create a viral moment in the moment? Because to tie it back to summer television, I was talking with a few friends as I was getting ready to do this episode. I was like, what is summer TV to you? Mm. And they all cited an escape. It was either like, give me like the biggest comedy show ever, something I can turn my brain off to, or something big and explosive. And that made me think of pretty much in tandem, uh, Trial and Error. Yes, one of my favorite, and yeah. I didn't realize it was coming back this summer until That's like my summer this show of week. The year. That's yeah. the one. That's the wow. one. Wow, yeah. sitcom so is funny. Low key, so fucking yeah. Because they ruined it by doing like two a week. It was like, what's happening here? Why are we rushing? They had no faith in it. Is that yeah? I think that's what happened. I think the lead, so whoever the male lead is, Nicholas to Augustino. I'm obsessed with. Do him. you? Because so I watch. I started Trial and Error on a plane. Yes. Um, you wow. know when you just like you're flying. Five episodes. Sure. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. Oh yeah, you do have to drink for my rule as well. Uh, Shit. Uh, and. So that male lead, you may remember him as the guy who counted the votes in Election, the Reese Witherspoon movie. Wow. I can only think of him as like, uh, two votes. It's by two votes. He's like, his arms are crossed and he's talking to Matthew Broderick. I'll do you two better, which apparently shows my Nicholas D'Agostino love. He's Hunter the intern in on the, the office. office who sleeps with Jan as revealed in the dinner party episode. Wow. As revealed in well, as revealed in the oral history of the dinner party episode because I never Truth. took that into meaning and then I read the oral history of the dinner party episode yep. and the two men who wrote it have like different takes on that. One of them thinks like uh. Michael knows that Hunter slept with Jan and the other one thinks Michael does not and I was like, wait, Hunter slept with Jan? I like always got the vibe she was interested in him, but I never knew like an actual affair had occurred until the oral history. Also, the wow. guy who wrote that song 
is a member of the new pornographers. Yes. Yes. That was fascinating. Right? Do you remember this episode of The Office? No, it's I season don't. four. It's really good. It is one of maybe it's season five. I'm gonna forget this. I think season. it's season four. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. I think it's one of the best episodes of the entire series. They basically did Who's Afraid of Virginia Wolf, <laughs> but with the cast of The Office. And it's great. And it's <laughs> it's great. good. You but, watch it tonight. I know. Well, I have a watch lot it after to the watch one I love. you guys. Yeah. But he's in, he's in that. He was in Heroes for season one. And I always think. Oh, of, Heroes was such a great show. He was, and he was great in Heroes. He was in Heroes? He was in Heroes. <laughs> Who was he? I'm going to look up his character name. So well, I, can, I love him. I yeah, love him. Great. And I, I just, I, I love a show which reminds me of Happy Endings where I have to <gasps> rewind. Happy I Endings. love Happy Endings. That's what I'm binging right now. Are on, you seriously? It's back on Netflix, I think. Is this the first time you've watched Happy Endings? No, no. Okay, it okay, just, okay, it okay, came back. Okay. Back, I think, and I, the thing is, that show I rewind so much. I'm laughing. There's such great physical comedy. Yeah. And trial and error was doing that for me, where I was like, "Wow, you must go too fast, and you miss something really funny." Mm-hmm. It's just so funny. Great ensemble comedies. Yes. David Caspi, the creator of yes. that, married to Casey Wilson. I know. Uh, obsessed. Obsessed. No shit. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Created must. Marry Me, which obviously started. Yes. Had one season on NBC. I started know. Casey she's Wilson. So talented. I can't handle her. She's so fucking talented. I, I don't can't. think she's gotten her due. In I this agree industry. with you. Thank I, you. Thank I have you. literally never forgotten an SNL sketch where she was running to say goodbye to her boyfriend on the train. Do you guys remember that sketch? I don't remember like, the sketch. It, I can't remember who was hosting, but it's she's running to catch up with the host, and it's like the classic saying goodbye to your boyfriend with the war thing. Yeah. And the whole thing is her running, like throwing gifts from the train. That's very it's funny. So fucking funny. <laughs> her physical good. comedy is, is unreal. Unbelievable. Yeah, she's unreal. so good. So Marry talented. me on NBC. I forget the man's Ken Marino. Ken Marino. Who's the incredible. male lead? Right. Also incredible. That that. That was a show that did not get its due. Had a, a great first season, in my opinion, but didn't get picked up not after right. season one. Not right. Very lead. A lot of great summer shows not getting their due. Yeah. Name right? them. Um, okay. <laughs> I name, love that. Name. <laughs> You've done that. Name it now. <laughs> well, see, okay. Name them now. Read the list. <laughs> I could name them. I could oh. name them, or we could play the game later, <gasps> where I force you to figure out what's still on the air or not. Yes. Okay. Where summer television is concerned. Well, we let me shout out a show that was actually in your notes, but uh, before we play the game, uh, that I want to everyone to watch, which Please. is The Bold Type on Freeform. Yes! I can't believe you're saying that. Do you not like it? I, I love it! I love that. I didn't know that. I judged it. Please I judged it. I judged it. I, I mean, I, I, judged, judged, it I judged it too. I, think I, I judged too. Big Little Lies before it came out, and then also of course was show. all also in. Great I judged the bold time type so hard. I judged I it really hard. Did. I think I saw a few ads, and I was like, mm, "No, thank you." It's actually amazing. Okay, well, and now I've changed. Thank you. <laughs> it's, I know it's I really good. Wow, it's really. I didn't good. think you were gonna say that. It's CW. Really it's freeform. It's freeform. Oh, but it's ABC si- But fam. similar. It has a vibe. Ooh, a CW freeform vibe. Freeform are killing this summer. Buried lead. See, are I you like... saying a name of a show or are you saying no, the I'm phrase saying, buried I'm, lead? No, I'm saying, actually, I think. <laughs> <laughs> You've said it a couple times. I'm like, does he want us to talk about a show no, called Is that buried... a drinking game? <laughs> buried lead does sound like both a show and a drinking game. And we should all create the show buried lead together. Yeah. Um, no, I you just. You bury I... the lead character. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. you just, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. You bury the lead. Yeah. Same. It's Zach Efron, but you never oh, see him. Oh, but you on never see him. You don't even have to pay him, mm. thank God. He's oh. a great comedic actor. Low key. I'll say Low key, he I agree with you. Hot is. take. Yeah. Very well done. Baywatch? Didn't, Didn't see, see Baywatch, Baywatch, but Baywatch. Neighbors One, he's great. Neighbors One, he's great. Baywatch, he's great. Baywatch, terrible movie, he's great. Yeah. That's great. Wow. Yeah. 
Thank you. So the bold type. The yeah. Bold oh, type. The and bold you type. were saying free form. Oh, free form in general. I so tying back to our Amazon Netflix conversation, sure. what's interesting to me about summer television is like, is anyone embracing the idea of what summer television should be? And what in is that? What, wait, and what, what is, is that? Please define. Well, define. I, would, I would ask you guys what it is. For me, okay. I think I associate summer television with two things, right? Trial and error comes to mind, and the first season of Survivor comes to mind. Oh, don't you Don't Survivor. start with Survivor. Yes. Are you a Survivor fan? Yes. Oh, my God. I, I live for Survivor. I listen to the podcast. Um, Rob has a podcast. He interviews everyone. I love Survivor. Growing up, we know I was in a strict household. The only show we were allowed to watch during the week was Survivor. It's a family show. It's a family show. It's my family dad show. would teach us a lesson after. He'd be like, and this is what we learned this week. Yes. Exactly. Thank you. And yet, it's the perfect summer blend, right, of like trashy, the little bit of intellect. Yes. Just a little bit. Yes. Okay. Through. okay. Yes. Okay. And, and, and like what I would actually dub as like the perfect thing in 2018 for summer television is like post Ryan Murphy, even though Ryan Murphy has stuff, mm-hmm. which is like it's easy enough for you to binge it at your will. Right. Yes. It's it has the, to be bingeable. That's my marker for summer TV. It has yeah. to be bingeable. But it also has to take you out of your universe, and yet I would even argue with 2018, has to keep you in the loop. You need a little, mm, like, because that's, the, because that's the weird thing about where I think about Survivor, or even Trial and Error. Like, there's some tie to something that matters yeah. about what we're dealing with in 2018. We don't really want to I mean, Survivor be... with the trans issue Correct. was unbelievable. Yeah. Yes. I cried Days. I mean, I was like, Jeff, Brooks. I couldn't stop thinking. I was like. I couldn't stop thinking about it. I couldn't, I couldn't yeah. stop thinking about it. I could not stop thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Cried, 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 cried. But an amazing moment in television. And that's a moment that I think reaches middle America. Yes. Because there is someone on the that was on the bench place in the tribal council council who was from middle America. Explaining. Sarah. Thank you, Sarah. Yeah. Explaining that the point of view from middle America and also explaining that she's able to understand, grasp, and accept. Yeah, that was beautiful. Her beautiful. moment in that moment oh. was, uh, she was like, I'm shocked. I've never known a trans person, but I'm sitting here thinking like, I love Zeke yes. and I love him as a person and that's what it is. You know, like, the, and right. I, that's what I think Survivor does. Ama- I think it's one the best reality t- television show that's ever been made. Absolutely. Ever. Some would say the first. Some would say the first and best. <laughs> Competition wise, I would say yeah, yeah. probably the first. Mm-hmm. And, and like the one show that survived the reality summer glut, right? Because yes. there was a brief period of time where reality dominated summer television. Paradise Hotel. Paradise Hotel. The Mole. Oh my I god! Loved I the, the Mole. mole. Celebrity Mole with Eric Von Detten, Kathy Griffin. Do you remember that season? I've watched it four times. What about Joe Millionaire? I loved Joe Millionaire. Oh. I loved the the Swan, the Swan, the makeover show. Holy shit! Mr. Personality, lest we forget, oh where all the men wore masks. It was hosted by Monica Lewinsky. I have to drink like seven times. I don't Actually, you have to, you you and I both have to drink like seven I times. I need to watch that though, Mr. Personality. Where's Miss Personality? Because I'd win that. Recently, I guess like a year ago, I posted a photo being like, "Let's not forget this show," and it was a picture of Monica Lewinsky and a bunch of men in weird like sleep no more mask for a show called Mr. Personality. Okay. And I think we did forget. And I myself never we knew. We all forgot. Yes. There were but so, that, 
Sorry, keep going. No, no, please. That brings me to a point. Another part of real or another part of summer TV for me is reality TV. Yes, yeah. because we're finishing up the Bachelorette season, which I don't think is a good season this time. I hate Bachelorette. Why do we always toxic masculinity? Talk we about are that. breeding Please. it. Yeah, talk about that. But also, like Bachelor it. in Paradise that will come uh, out in well, August is a huge summer show for me. It's oh, a landmark summer show. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll never not Paradise. You know, you have to. But <laughs> you literally have to. You literally. Have to. You really have to live Why your life. Why do you have to? Because it's like Scott, all you have to. You really have to. It's all your friends, one place. Drama's high. People are coming and going. I mean, it is. The Bachelorette on crack. I mean, it's everyone's a Bachelorette and everyone's a Bachelorette. And it's really a fantasy fulfillment because yes. it comes at the end of the summer. It comes yes. around August. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, so for you, if you like haven't had your summer getaway yet. To or me, maybe I'm, your summer love. Or your summer love, <laughs> yeah. You're watching Bachelor in Paradise and you're like, these hot as fuck people are just lounging on a beach. Like either yeah. they're going on little dates or they're just Sitting on a cabana bed. <laughs> Talking. Talking. Did you die about Ashley and Jared? I died. I died. I, I died mo- that day. They released it at 6 I, p.m. LA time, 9 yes. p.m. our time. I yeah. saw it. Okay, so Ashley and Jared are this couple that have had like, a, you know, um, a like, storied history over Bachelor in Paradise franchise. I mean, really like, I mean, it. it I just, it's very odd. Talk about painting a woman in a bad light. They, and... Okay, so I'm going to get to this. They painted this girl, Ashley I, in like, oh, uh, you know, uh, like, she's crazy. She's got feelings. She cries all the time, which yeah. is not untrue. Like a human No, being. that would be yeah. me on the show as well. For sure. And that this guy, Jared, was like, I've told her so many times we're not going to get together, blah, blah, blah. That was yeah. like literally the last time they were virgin, on TV together. Which I think is important because I think that they also painted that as a part of it. Yes. So um, about three weeks ago, maybe, yeah. at 9 p.m. Once again, 6 p.m. LA, LA time. time. <laughs> <laughs> End of the workday, LA yeah. time. They oh. released both at the same time two Instagram posts that announced they were dating, an Instagram story, a Twitter post, and a video the called video. The Story of Us that was 45 minutes long where they both went in depth about how they no. came to be a couple. Yeah. And at 9 p.m. that night, I was already laying in bed because, God bless, <laughs> I was working to. I was working long hours. All, and I was God like, bless you. Yeah, yeah you deserve you. that. I was laying in bed and I was just scrolling through Twitter. You know how you do to you get you tired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I saw it and I went... <laughs> it's like a sleep mask. <laughs> yeah. Just like going yeah. Through Twitter. I went, what the fuck? And I watched that entire forty-five minute How video many front to back. Minutes? Did you cry? Um, <laughs> none. Did you not? I did not cry. No, I was crying like a sailor. Which I'm not sure what that says about me, but I also was like questioning what the hell is happening. Well, I think that video was real vindication for Ashley I, the it woman. It was, but I also think I have some bones to pick still with Jared. Yeah, he's a dirtbag. That's like, what I got from the video. <laughs> exactly. He's a dirtbag. He is scum. I don't know why we have forgiven him. We should In have not slightest. forgiven him for his facial hair. Well, I mean... This is a theme I, that he, apparently if he puts out a rap album like Nas, yeah. like, he's right. so good. A redemption so. arc. Men so... Easily oh, forgiven. This guy, like, I I think he hooked up with, or like, he was just like done with her. And then it was like, we can be friends. Like, she loved him. 
maybe quickly from the get but at the same time you gotta love a woman who knows what you want but also he hooked Word. up with her and then when they went to that's what was real well, in the he, video is that they went back to the second season of Bachelor in Paradise and he made it seem and the editors made it seem like she was clinging he was like yes. I told her a million times when what is truth is that the last time they saw each other they were hooking the fuck up right and you're like oh she's a victim of this entire show absolutely Sorry, Scott. I know you. Yeah, and I do think the virgin thing is another part of it. Yeah, because for sure. Well, because she technically lost her virginity before they got together. Somebody else. And once that happened, once he heard that she was with somebody else on that show, he was like, "Yeah, I want to be with her." Yep. And he professed his love, and she was like, "I deserve to be with someone who likes me back," and stayed with the other guy. Well, but did she? Like, but 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 like. Whether she did or not, that's the most toxic masculine Top. attitude you could bring in to that situation. And yeah. Mel. Horrific. It's, I mean, I wish I could tell her, like, red flags, he's going to screw you again. This guy does not know right and wrong. But also, like, she she loves, she and, was, and he pro- is, sits with her and is almost apologizing. Like, he, it's like he knows, like, he's, like, he's like, how am I here? And the camera's on him. Right. So he's going to be different. Yeah. Like, he's aware of what he's doing. Oh, yeah. Which is part of the problem. A hundred percent. Like, I haven't seen this, Someone's getting a lot of new followers. Word. Exactly. And it's him. Oh, shit. Well, I'm going to refill. And Um, it's him. I'm refilling, too, if you hear that sound. And and I'm going to use this as an excuse, because... Let's play the game? This is... Yeah, we're going to play this game. So... One thing that we that has clearly come up is there is so much content mm, with yes. summer television. Mm, so much content. 2018. Yeah. And we're honing in on what the idea of a summer television show is or isn't. So what we're going to do is we're going to play a game where we guess what is on the air still okay. or isn't. I'm going to name a show okay. and you're going to say if it is or isn't. Now, if... Anybody gets it right, they don't have to drink. If they don't, wow. they do have to this drink. This is so funny. Which Guys, I'm getting hydrated. Just so we know. <laughs> the minute Jesse said, wow, I was like, girl, <laughs> look at your water. <laughs> So, because the list of shows that are coming out this summer, guys, is okay. insane. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. okay. So, here we go. We're okay. going to start with The Four Battle for Stardom. I've never even heard of that, I so know, I'm going to say, go yeah, on. it's still on me. Yeah. <laughs> you are both right. No one has to drink. Um, American Chopper. Uh, let's say it's still on the air. I'm going to go no. I have to drink because it's still on the air. <laughs> I'm sorry. Woo! Let's go with Chicago Justice, which is the latest entry in the Dick Wolf Chicago series. I'm going to say not on the air. I'm going to say yeah. I have to drink I'm sorry. because it's <laughs> not on the air anymore. I'm sorry. Wow. Not on the air. Okay. Uh, TBS's People of Earth. Canceled, I know that. Okay, and then I I'm know that for sure. canceled as well. Canceled. It's absolutely <laughs> been canceled. Rachel Dretch's Late Night Snack on True TV. Oh, I think I that didn't get is. picked up. I think that didn't get renewed. Why don't we love Rachel Dretch more? <laughs> I can't get into, I can't get into that. Have we forgotten? Where is she in my life? She's doing she's a on show. She's on True TV. She's on True TV. Is it canceled? It is not. So Chrissy has Woo! to drink. Oh, no. Well, good for her. Honestly, and I'm I happy for that. I have to watch. That. I didn't know it was on. I didn't know. It's Rachel, sh- I'll be helping those numbers. You're going to get boosted numbers, Rachel. <laughs> yeah. Whose line is it anyway? Ugh. I didn't love the reboot. I'm going to say watch. yes because they, love, they yes. love a reboot. Um, I'm going to say no. 
it's for you. Chrissy, you have to drink wow, because it is girl. still on the air. Yeah. Code Black on CBS. I'm gonna That's Marsha Gay Harden. Oh. oh, if it's Marsha, I'm going to say it was canceled. I'm going to say, yeah, it's still on. Well, I have to drink for you, Jesse, so because sorry. it's still on the air. And I only said that because I love Marsha Gay and She's alum of my university. Wait, I, I just think is? she has bad luck in the oh, industry. Wow. That's why I said no she's shit. probably canceled. I think she has bad luck in the industry. Wait, what uh, What industry? What alumni? <laughs> what industry? Uh, the University of Texas at Austin. We have she's so Texas few. Wow. We have so few so famous few alum. alums I that Marsha Gay Harden is like, You got to hold on tight when you got it. Last one. Yeah. The Affair. Still on. I'll say yeah. It is. Wow. The Affair is still a I show. I saw a commercial for That's it recently. Crazy. That's why. This was like, this is why I decided to play this game. I was making a list of all the shows that are still on or coming back. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean. It's nuts. It's, it's such a shame we don't all have like 18 jobs. That's why I was just like, feel. it's hard to have an It makes me feel opinion. bad as an actor, Absolutely. Honestly. I'm like, like too much content <laughs> and where am I? Well, it's hard to have an opinion as someone who works in the industry because right. I'm like, oh, that show's still on. But then I also think about the fact like that is jobs for yes. so many people. Like, the opposition got canceled this week. Right. Which my first oh, instinct Jordan was like, yeah, Jordan. Clapper? Well, yeah. he got he's going to get another series that's yes. different that will be weekly. Oh, but my first thought was like all of the people who work on that show are out of jobs now. Yeah. You, you know, like yeah. now that you work in the industry, you're like, fuck. Yeah. So when I hear that, I'm like, why is that show still on? But then I'm like, well, there's a lot of people working on it, and that's given them a lot of jobs and yeah. money, so that's great. And I wish them the best. I wish them the best. Absolutely. And <laughs> I because, only want the best for And people. because there's so much talent, right? Like, yeah. it, it's like in all these shows afford people an opportunity, and that's the weird push and pull. Like, yeah. everyone's trying to find their... Which makes this moment even more frustrating. Yeah. Yes. Uh, that, like, Mark Wahlberg still works when it's like... There are so many talented people. There are literally that are so nice. many talented that are Mark good Wahlberg people. because he has like that charge for committing a hate crime and blinding a Vietnamese Word. man. Can't hold a real gun on set, and most guns on sets are like real guns without bullets. Correct. So um, they have to make fake guns for him on set. So the amount of concessions that's sweet that they, they do make, that, though, the amount of concessions yeah. they make for this person who was convicted of—I don't know if he was convicted. I can't say that, but uh, probably he was—who committed a hate crime crazy is insane when there are so many talented people exactly yes. and speaking of things that we detest i'm gonna build in room <laughs> finally uh-huh. for this segment that we almost never get to but we gonna do it today wow. it's time to cut some shit off and do the pattern this is your cut off here we go Pick something that we are done with, and we cut off its tab. That's the game here. Like a snake, we cut its head off. Exactly. We Benjamin Franklin the shit out of this. (laughs) Anybody want to go first? I want to go first. Okay. So uh, as someone who opened this podcast being like, let's not tear down women, I am going to say (laughs) you're cut off to the director, who is a man, and screenwriter, unfortunately is a woman, of Ocean's 8. Woo! Wow. I don't know if you two saw I the movie. Not, I, oh I have no, been oh trying no. to see it for the 
last week, but I may not after this. Oh, no, no I think I think you should see it. I think okay. that you should support the box. Uh, and uh, I think there are parts of it that are fun and good. And literally, the cast is exceptional. They do amazing Packed. what they're totally. given. Anne Hathaway, we all forgot she was a comedy queen, you know? I She's never did. Amazing. And that's a person that, why do we hate her? Exactly. Why do we Word. hate her? I mean, that's, no what one the, knows. that's what the book says. It's like, um, so why don't you ask someone why they don't like Catherine Heigl and, or Anne Hathaway? Right. Just ask them that question. And they'll tell you, like, I just don't get a good vibe from her. If you've yeah, ever like, seen Rachel getting married and Hate Anne Hathaway. I have a bone to. I have a problem with you. with you. I have an issue. Yeah, and That's I know what it is, issue. and I knew from the get. You should go see the movie just to see Anne Hathaway's performance because it is wow. It I is love amazing. that. Yeah. I always. She's very talented. She's fucking incredible. She's amazing and nice. I don't know why we don't like her exactly. She's someone who feel. I can tell she feels lucky to be doing what she's doing yes. and that is a beautiful thing to remember see. her yeah. joy when she hosted the Tonys. Yes, like, yeah. was she a good host? Not exactly. Well, was she, she was awesome? working with a... But, like, was she awesome? Uh, yeah. Yes. Like, she was great. Also, like, it's hard to host that. I wouldn't want to. Oh, my God. Look, what, Josh no, no, no. Groban and Sarah Bareilles a week ago. We're so good. They were great. I thought it was lovely. <laughs> I had fun. So, I, fun. I think Ocean's <laughs> 8, I was so excited for this movie. Yeah. Out of my mind excited. And I was disappointed. And I, it's nothing to do with the cast. I think the first five minutes of the movie are amazing. Yeah. I think that they... A, the most fun of a heist movie is not the most fun, but a part that should be fun of a heist movie is assembling the team, and they really drop the ball with it. Wow. They really drop the ball with the fun of assembling the team. Wow. And I feel like almost everyone feels underused in the movie, mm. and that is nothing to do with the performances and 100% to do with the directing and the writing of the film. And it makes me so angry because as women, our yeah. content has to be like as good and greater than other content for yes. it to be recognized. Is the writer a man? I know the director's a man. The screenwriter, uh, the director was Gary Ross. Yep. And the screenwriter was Gary Ross and uh, a woman, and I forget her name, which means I have to drink. Yeah. That was a rule oh. that never came up. Oh, Forgetting names. Shit. It never came up. I um, don't understand why it wasn't directed by a woman. I can't wrap my thank mind you. around that. I thank agree. you. It makes no sense. And for for everything someone would say about Steven Soderbergh is he knows how to direct a heist film. You know, like the first Ocean's Eleven is it, the pace is Lo- wonderful. Logan Lucky, very I fun. Fucking love Logan Lucky. Very fun. Great movie. Yeah. Yeah, and right. it it didn't do the same. And and Gary Ross is a decent director, but I'm not sure his filmography suggests a heist film in it. To be honest, like yeah. it was it was a question I always had going in. You should see it. Go to the movie theater, to, especially it. if you have movie pass. Come on, I don't I have, have movie pass. pass. Yeah, yeah then you got it. it. I don't have it. Okay, I'm I trying to be do. special. I, I do, and I have to do it. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I want to pay money. Sorry. So that's who I would cut off. Wow. Okay. Wow. And wow. I know it's I know it's explosive. I will explode next and Please. say um, cutting off Neil Patrick Harris. Yo, thank you, thank you, because I'm supporting my girl Rachel, Rachel Bloom. Yeah, yeah, thank sure. you. Yeah, who sure. first of all stood up to the man. Second of all, who the hell does he think he is? He thinks he's Neil Patrick Harris, well, which is the unfortunate <laughs> thing. I don't very strong sense of self. Love it. I don't love it. I don't love it. I don't love it. And I think it's like, I think that he did something that was mean. Yeah. He'll be forgiven immediately because he's a man. But uh, he did something that was mean to Rachel Bloom, whom I love, who said something. And I don't even think his apology was good. I have no idea why she let him off the hook. But I'm sure she's like, what am I going to get from him? Probably nothing. Um, But 
just what an asshole move at the Tonys. You know, Rachel last year as well did like behind the scenes, you know, uh, hosting because she writes a show that's a music. She's a genius. She's a fucking genius. She's a fucking genius. I love the CW for that. But, you know, and she deserves to. I would like her in a bigger Part in the Tonys, I think that she deserves it. It knows she could host yeah. the damn. Show. I she think did so a musical well. number at the Golden Globes, right? Yeah. It was the Globes, not yes. the Oscars. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, she do something. And Neil Patrick Harris said something like, "Who's the girl like yelling?" First of all, I love. He that. said, "Who's the girl in the little top hat?" I don't know who she is. I'm I'm saying like it's verbatim, but it's basically the sentiment. Yeah. But my my child keeps saying, "Why does she say like and like basically no. saying like why does she valley girl?" To, to quote Dick, uh, to quote Big Mouth, like Dickerus is flying too close to the sun. Mm, like he yeah. just he went too far in. Well, also yeah. To his response to her post, which was like, oh, actually, um, we've met a couple times. Yes. My husband was a writer on your show and actually wrote this huge episode for oh, you. Right. Dick. That, yeah, no. That his response was dick. like, sorry, I didn't know. Um, okay. That's what I mean. His That's apology it. was horrific. <laughs> horrific. It's terrible. Terrible. Like, What? I mean, that's, first of all, embarrassing. I get embarrassed when someone's like, we've met before. I'm like, oh, my God, throw me off a bridge. But yeah. this well, guy's like, whatever, I'm fine, by. I mean, the problem with him is, like, he's definitely a center point for the stereotypical white gay, you know, who's like... Okay. What do you mean? And, I, and, I, it's well, like, well, what? Is the center point? What do you mean? Center point is maybe the wrong word, but I think he's, like, but he's I, very I, emblematic of, like, the problems he, with, like white gay culture which I you know is like something sure. I can't wait into sure, yeah. but, but the like, boys in the band the play on Broadway is just like sure. a bunch of white <laughs> hot white gay men and, and, well, uh. and, and, it, and it's tricky when the icons who have given us progressive moments exactly create mistakes yeah exactly that's we, what I mean you said it better than I did hold accountable <laughs> Uh, because basically, like that's the that's 2018. We have to hold all of ourselves accountable, yeah. no matter what the moment is. And he should be held accountable for like going after Rachel Bloom and being like, "Dude, what?" Well, he's saying you sound like, stupid. That, yes. That's what he's saying. We're, that's what he's alluding he to. He was trying to drag someone. Yes, he was trying yeah. to drag someone, and, and she didn't deserve the dragging no. whatsoever. Like whatsoever. So I'm I'm done with him. I will not be supporting him anymore. I will not be watching him anymore. Cut him off. Yeah, he went after someone I love and did not apologize properly. She forgave. I did not, and I won't forget. Thank you. Thank you. Well, listen, my my (laughs) Scott, you have to drink. No, I do. Oh shit. No, he does. (laughs) (laughs) My cutoff. I may be forgiving, but I don't want to. Okay. And it's The Incredibles 2. <gasps> wow. I haven't seen Incredibles 1. I haven't one. seen it either. Oh, you should but see no. the first. Okay, here, here, I will. It's great. The Incredibles 1 is great. But here's my thing. So yeah. I don't know if you guys follow this. So a thing came up this week mm-hmm. where oh. Twitter became good Twitter. Oh. And it got Disney to put a warning before Incredibles 2, which was this film is sensitive for people who have reactions to strobe lighting effects whether that's epilepsy oh whether that's light sensitivity because it turns out that the villain in this fucking movie like for periods of time creates strobe scenarios I am someone who is sensitive wow. to lights up. I don't. Did have you a, not know until you went in? I I didn't see the movie yet. Oh, okay. I was oh, thinking about wow. going this weekend. Yeah. And I read this weekend on Twitter 
that that's a thing for people who suffer from it. I don't I don't have epilepsy issues, sure. but I do suffer from sense. light sensitivity. Yeah. And I was going like, Disney, how the fuck what? do you yeah. get to the point where you put out this movie? And it's not that it's a brief moment. It's the villain's weapon. Right. Apparently his like literal reason for being is stopping time and freezing it in certain ways. And I'm like, you really couldn't warn people? It's 2018. Also, you're just stealing your plot from the movie Clock Stoppers? Ooh. Word. From, and from fucking season three of Arrow. Like, wow, wow, wow. thanks so much, Pixar. Thank like, you, Pixar. And, and I realize this <laughs> makes me selfish, but like, I have issues with that. And I have anxiety attacks when that comes in. And I was going to go to that movie wow. this weekend. That's not selfish because it, no, well, it's one, it wouldn't be selfish even if it was your own sure. issue. But like, that affects so many people. And yeah. it's not just, yeah, it's great that you put a warning on it, but it's like, why didn't you make a movie that didn't have that sensitivity? Why? Yeah. why? For who? Well, and, and like, Please give the warning. We're talking about this to tie it back with yeah. 13 Reasons Why, with everything that we have in our oh life. My God. Like, the least you can do is put a warning in front of it. The least. So, like, Disney yeah. for thinking you were better than that, and also for fucking putting Miley Cyrus and Britney Spears and everyone through the ringers we put off what you, before. Wait. He's talking about Disney in general. Oh. The train wreck thing. Yeah, like, sure, sure, sure. you're cut off. Like, you're cut fuck off. you. You wow. think you're better than this warning? Go fuck yourself. Wow, you're cut off. No wow. one is safe. No one okay. is safe. Not even Disney. Although, I love That's So Raven. <laughs> Listen, Raven Simone is an icon. And a comedic genius. And I will stand behind that. As and we, thank you. Her face the, when she gets a vision. vision? Oh. Yeah. All the physical comedy and character work in that show. <laughs> yeah, as huge. a child, I was like, wait, I want to do what she does. Annalise Vanderpool? I can't with her. Now she's doing Wells Fargo she's commercials or something? Is she's she unbelievable. Mazel to her. Okay. Yeah. She's great. Mazel to her. Honestly. And, and mazel to our roles because yeah. right now, guys, we got to reveal our oh, roles and plug sure. what we got going on. So everybody, please reveal your roles because these, I personally, these crush me. I am. I'm do you have any guesses place. on what mine was? The one oh, that killed you the anything, most? Anything, anything, anytime I talk about a property no one else notes, was that it? <laughs> no. No uh, shit. Fuck. Okay, the one that got you the most was every time Scott agrees or positively reinforces oh, what Jesus. someone said. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best rule. And there you were. You'd have to drink. <laughs> oh, God, I gotta finish this bottle. Wow. There were many times where I let it slide because I'm sure. I'd be dead You're otherwise. very supportive. Um, and then amazing. I had multiple rules that didn't come up. Well, we know season. Yeah. Um, when you forget one. someone or something's name, which happened very much at the beginning when you said Henry uh, Scotter, <laughs> but I it was too Jawless. early to say drink. Um, anytime you brought oh. up a mutual friend, which never happened. Oh. Wow. Um, and anytime someone referenced a summer movie instead of a summer TV, which I guess Incredibles 2 would count, but I wasn't thinking no, about it. but you were very kind. Wow, wow, wow. Should I go? Sure. Once again, I didn't do a good job. Uh, those of you who play along, you can do better than I did. I wanted <laughs> to do drink whenever you laugh at yourself. Like something nice. you That's say. That's what kept yes. getting me. Yes, it was. I'm a narcissist. Yes. So, <laughs> I mean, then I was doing it and I was like, can I make them drink for me doing it? I didn't know what to do. Um, anytime someone was self-deprecating, which I'm impressed that nobody was. I wow. was a few that, times, no, but no, I didn't that, make that's cool. Actually, yeah, that's I love a great, that. That's a great role. Thank you. And then if anyone sings, which nobody did. Uh, that is uh, that would have been a good role for me. <laughs> no, that actually, that's a very fair role. I love a song. 
So, yeah. so my rules were. This yeah, what was, was getting me? This yeah. was killing us. We would change the channel. If you begin a conversation about a show on a different network than the show that was previously discussed, fucking you shit. have to drink. So when wow. we were jumping back and forth between networks, that's oh. why I was drinking and Christy was drinking. Oh right. Um, anytime a reality show is mentioned by name, Holy which is why shit. Survivor uh, and Queer Eye got us to drink. And Bachelor in Paradise. And then the other two came up. Very infrequently, which was Chrissy. Anytime Pete and Ariana Grande are named for more than five seconds. Honestly, I, I thought I would go off on I them. Did. I thought well. you would too. And it's something I, you know, I think about a lot. I think but about I it. Honestly, it feels like old news. Their Instagram account. I mean, and, well, a lot of tattoos. And just a lot, and too ju- many tattoos mm-hmm. too. And Jesse, literally, anytime yeah. you talked about guys in the abstract, which happened very briefly at the beginning. Guys in the abstract. Oh my what god. Is that <laughs> Just like guys, boys, boys, boys. Yeah, like that. There was a moment of that at the very beginning, but that was it. So that was wow, good for me. That was it in the abstract. Sure, it's a great solo show title. Yeah, it's it's a great solo show title. And given that, you guys get to plug anything that you've got going on. Please plug whatever you choose to. What do we have going on? Yeah, you go. Okay, okay, um, ladies first. I mean. (laughs) <laughs> okay. Um, so, as Scott said at the beginning of the show, I write for a television program called Why It's the Next Problem Areas, which is on HBO. We just finished our season, but all of the topics that we covered are very evergreen, and they are streaming now. If you haven't watched it, I would recommend watching 1 through 10, not just because I write on it. I think it's a very important show. Um, and also, I'm on a sketch team at UCB called Fantasy, and uh, we're performing tomorrow this episode will not be out then um, but just check the UCB site for um, Monday Night Mod sketch teams and if you see fantasy you'll see me oh wow that's great I was, okay. I think that's great I love that guys in the episode <laughs> that's right um, I have some things coming out but it would be best to just follow me on all social media well, you didn't. <laughs> you can. You can. You can still do that. <laughs> At Jesse Jollis, J-E-S-S-I-E-J-O-L-L-E-S on all platforms. Uh, as well as check out Coles. Halls and Hall. What is it? Hacks and Holes? Hacks and Holes. I mean, I didn't name it. But you can check that out too. And, um, you know, just write to me if you're a fan. Um, you know, reach out if you're a man. And, you know, we'll get together. <laughs> Very quickly, while Scott drinks, I will plug my Twitter account. Uh, it's Chrissy, C H R I S S Y S H. So, Chrissy, shh. Um, do not follow me on Instagram. It's a different name than my Twitter. And the name changes like every three months. So, you'll never find me. Funny. It's true. I change my Twitter handle very frequently. And I guess my group that I'm a part of, Ten Bones Theater Company, we are appearing at the Del Clos Theater Marathon on June 30th. <laughs> Saturday, uh, James Bond, Entirely From Memory. We will be doing Sounds of the Lambs, Entirely From Memory, on June 21st. Right. If you feel like seeing that, and again, the trailer for Skin, the movie in which I play a neo-Nazi, drops any minute oh. now. Oh. Ah. Me- 
Oh, me? I'll be scared. It's terrifying. I play a character called Nasty Neck. And no. It, yeah. Do it's you have really, fake tattoos? I will show you the photo. I okay. have all the tattoos. Wow, Nasty Nick sounds like a title Adam Sandler would have used for one of it's, his movies. It's basically an Adam Sandler movie if they get <laughs> no. serious in the third act. Oh, yeah, with yeah, yeah. Jamie Bell and the Adam Sandler Jamie role. Bell's in it? Jamie Bell is the lead. I love Jamie Bell. It's Jamie Bell, Mike Coulter, and Vera Farmiga. <gasps> she plays my mom. Oh, my God. Uh, oh, God, she's the best. We will talk about that when this when this mic cuts off. I want to thank Jesse and Chrissy for being here. Follow us at On The Rails Pod, Twitter, Instagram. We will be back next week with the second part of our horror series. And after that, we may have the band Lit on, I know, that is happening to discuss the Nashville sound. And then after that, Warren women are going to talk about art and activism. Please subscribe. Give us a five-star review. Thank you guys so much for being here. We will see you soon. Thank you for riding the rails with us. We out. Bye, Bye. Peace. <laughs>